All right, everybody, welcome into a special edition of the Hardly Knowledgeable Podcast. Uh, this is episode, what is it, episode nine? Episode nine, I think. Sure, it's episode might, nine. Might We're be episode nine. I don't know. It might be 10. Episode nine might be episode 10. Well, I'm here, I'm Noel Warner again, joined by Drew Schoenberg, a couple of SEK guys, and then we've got a new face on the podcast tonight. You can't see it, obviously, because you're listening, um, but we've got Andrew Underwood, a Manhattan guy. Andrew, welcome. Sergeant Underwood. <laughs> see, Andrew, we might be able to see you wave, but the people listening can't because it's a podcast. Well, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna put his Twitter in the description. I'm going to put his Twitter in the description. Put his Twitter in the description. Yeah. Three followers. There we go. All right, everybody. This is a special edition of the Hardly Knowledgeable Podcast. All right. We've got a little bit of ranting to do after today's Big 12 SEC Challenge when our beloved Wildcats lost to Ole Miss and – um, Drew's uh, Jayhawks uh, lost to who did they lose to, Drew? The Wildcats of Kentucky. Oh, what was the final score of that? I eighty to sixty-two. It was. It wasn't oh, good. Well, that's a rough one. So we're gonna let Drew take it away. Drew, go ahead. Hold on. Final, yeah. Oh wow, I was right. I'm so smart. Okay. So I listen. I know that this KU team is really good and they're going to make the tournament and they're going to might win the big 12 might not might be a one seed might not but this team reminds me a lot of last year's team and that is they are soft and I'm not just saying that because we lost to Kentucky I've been thinking that for a while but I've been trying to hold my feelings in since we were winning games and you know winning them marginally but we were winning games but this team is so freaking soft People can just go in the paint and score on us in every game because of how our post play is. And ever since the beginning of the season, when Jalen Wilson wasn't in the starting lineup because of a DUI that he had, and he had the service suspension, and we had a starting lineup consisting of Remy Martin, Dewan Harris, Christian Brown, Ochai Baji, and McCormick, things were, doing, things were going really good because we had four guards that could score and could move the ball. And now we have Jalen Wilson in there. He's just slowing things down. And I'm just – it's really tough to watch right now, and I think Bill Self should make a change, and he should move Jalen Wilson to the bench. Part of me thinks that's not going to happen because I think Bill Self likes Jalen Wilson. Offensive liability. Pretty much. He, I like him. You know, last year he showed some flashes. He started last year out shooting the ball really well, and but he's just not – like Bill Self has always liked having two posts, and Wilson is a post – Technically, he's 6'8", but he is a ball handler. Like, he's a big wing. Like, that's what he is. He plays soft. He doesn't – him being big doesn't help us on offense. He doesn't – like, he rebounds fine, but defensively, like, we still give up offensive boards like crazy. That's not all on him, but he doesn't help it out. All the stuff that he could bring to the table by being big doesn't help us out. We should have four guards and a big out there. And if that big's McCormick, great. If it's Lightfoot or K.J. Adams or Zach Clements when he comes back from his injury, cool. Like, I don't care. But he slows things down, and it's just – it's rough. And maybe, you know, you move to one to the bench and you let him play a guard spot instead of playing the four, but I don't think that helps out much either. And I don't know, it just frustrates me because I thought that this team was a lot better than last year's team. And even though record-wise they still are, I just think it could end the same way where the, the only difference is if, is if Ochai Abaji doesn't score 30, we might just, you know, 
if teams are playing this tough, we might just lose in the tournament. Like, it could happen. And I don't know. Just really makes me mad. And last year, other than maybe benching Marcus Garrett, we couldn't really make any moves with who we had on the court. But this year we can, and I'm afraid that we're not going to be able to do it. And also, I don't know what's going on with Remy Martin. I don't know if he's still hurt or if self isn't totally in his corner. I don't know what's going on there. I don't want to speculate anything, but I think he should be in the starting lineup. I think Wilson should move to the bench. I think that's a change that needs to happen. You know, who am I to tell Bill Self what to do? You know, I shouldn't be in that position, but here I am. I'm frustrated. Yeah, you got anything to add to that? Well, you know, as as a local, as a resident Kansas State fan, I love to see Kansas fail in the on the big screen with everyone watching. All right, they went into a marquee matchup in their own house. Andrew, is it hard to win there? Is it hard to win in in Fog Allen? Absolutely not. It's not apparently not for John Calipari because he killed Kansas today. They out they bullied him. It was bully ball, and it was great to watch. For if you're a Kentucky fan or if you're a Kansas hater like myself, all right? I hate Kansas uh, a lot, like a lot. So when Kansas loses, I'm happy and I enjoyed watching that today. Now, Bill Self's going to figure it out because he's Bill Self, but it's not a national title team like you guys thought. Remy Martin has not been right all season. It's kind of on and off. He's not fitting into Bill Self's system very well because, you know, he came from Kansas and he was – or he came from Arizona State. And there at Arizona State, he was hot stuff on campus. And now he's not, okay? Now he has to fit into a system the way the coach wants it, not the way Remy wants it. And it's not working out right now. Dave has one had one rebound today. Is that all? One rebound? Yeah. Now, I will say that he probably would have had more, but he did get benched. Rightfully so. He got benched. Like, he played the first two minutes of the second half, and then he got benched. It was Lightfoot or K.J. Adams in there. So, I mean, yeah, it's it's pathetic. I mean, he – I like Dave. I mean, I I like everyone on this team. Like, I try to not be too negative. But he, he's been pretty inconsistent all year. And, you know, he went up against a better big man who he's played against before – but for whatever reason, this time, just didn't work out. Like last year, we went up against the Mobley brothers on USC. Same thing happened. You know, similar result. We lost this game by 18, but we could have lost by 30. It could have been that bad. So Definitely. I think you had – I think Allen – I think, I think the arena helped you out a little bit in that now, aspect. But they were never allowed to get into the game. We're, we, got, we cut it to 14 on that 7-0 run, and that had some hope. And then Kentucky called timeout, and then they were fine. They, now, Kentucky did shoot the ball really well. And credit to them, but mm-hmm. they – like, even with four minutes left when they were up 20, Oscar Sheboy was still getting, like, two offensive rebounds and just bullying us. And, like, it's it's ridiculous. Like, we need – we need a big that can just be solid down there. And sometimes Dave can be that guy, but then other times, like tonight, he gets one rebound and gets benched. Mm-hmm. And we can't have that if we want to – like, if we – if things play out right for us in the tournament, we can make a run. Like we have one of the best players in the country. It can happen. But if we're going to be soft like this, we could also lose in the second round again. Like that's very well in play, especially if we're not a one seed, which now that's going to be an uphill battle. Yeah. Well, at least you're not an Iowa team from last year that only had Luka Garza to, to play for him, you know. The, you Garbage. Got a, you got Where was K-State at? Five. Where was K-State at last year? Yeah, you got a pretty good starting five, unlike unlike that Iowa team. So, right. anyway, Kansas State, the Kansas State Wildcats played. By the way, wait, hold on. 
I I don't want to sound like a spoiled KU fan that's not getting his way. I just think that there can be changes that can be made. Because last year's KU team was pretty similar, but there was no changes that could be made. Like, they didn't have a loaded roster. There were, like, seven guys that could play on that team. And I think that's if you count Mitch Lightfoot, which he's a backup big. Like, there is a starting five, Mitch Lightfoot, and maybe, like, one person off the bench that you could actually trust to play in a game. And And that was Harris, who starts this year. And I think – this year, we have some guys on the bench, like Jalen Coleman-Lance, he can play. Joseph Yesifu, he can play. Like, there's a lot of guys that can play on this team, and I just think there should be changes made. And I think it starts with Jalen Wilson, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Maybe tonight was a fluke, but it's kind of been trending this way for a while. So, I'm just upset with that. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I think personally that – that I think personally – that the Jayhawks figured out, sure, but he's got Bill Self, you know. That's just how it works. So, moving on, the other team in Kansas was in action today in the Big 12 SEC Challenge against a mediocre Ole Miss team, middle-of-the-pack Ole Miss team. Before I continue, Andrew, is there anything that you need to say? About that KU game. Now, Drew, you said a lot of words in your synopsis of the game, but i just like to say – that KU losing to the Wildcats is foreshadowing for the future. Of in the Allen. KU, KU in Allen, yeah. Rivalry. I'll believe, it. I'll, believe it. I'll believe it when I see it, Andrew. You'll see it next year. In Fog Allen Fieldhouse. That's right. In Fog Allen Fieldhouse. Hey, yeah, we're, yeah. we're going. At the right? end of the month, yeah. Oh, so yeah. let's – for someone's birthday, so. Mine. My birthday. Just so everybody knows. I'll be turning – 24 in the state of Tennessee and 20 years old in the state of Kansas <laughs> and everywhere else. That, that That is if you're – never mind. Man, you Not better hope – Anyway. You, you better hope that the bartender or the bouncer at Mojo's doesn't hear this podcast because <laughs> he's going to be so disappointed in you. He's probably already heard it. He's probably already heard it. That's why. Is that, is that how he knew? That's how he knew. So, anyway. Anyway. I digress. So we're going to move on. The other team in Kansas played a basketball game today against a mediocre subpar Ole Miss team who was two and six in the SEC and they were 10 and 10 entering today's matchup. Now the cats were two and six in the big 12. They were 10 and nine coming in today's matchup. They're 10 and 10 now, and they never controlled the game. They were never in the game. Ole Miss controlled the game from tip to final whistle. It was terrible. It was an awful game. And this, so Here's the thing. Everybody's on the fire Bruce Weber train. He wins a couple games. Congrats, Bruce. You win two games. Then they play a really good first half against Kansas. They shit the bed, and they lose the second half. All right? They're up by how much? 16? Was it 16 at halftime? Of the game tonight? Uh, no. Oh, of KU. Yeah, 16. Yeah. 16. They're yeah. up 16, and they lose. Turn around, lose to Baylor. Never, never in control there. Never a threat. And then they go on the road to Ole Miss. A must-win game, and they lose again. An Ole Miss team that's bad. I don't care how many Big 12 titles he's won. I don't care how recent it was. Bruce Weber should not be rebuilding in year 10 and shouldn't be losing to teams like Ole Miss and Marquette. All right? This is embarrassing, and it needs to stop. Gene Taylor needs to fire him. Like, I know we talked about this one other time, but Gene Taylor needs to fire him because this is – it's bad basketball. How many points did they score? They score like 55 today. Like, it was terrible. It was terrible. And 
they were never – I mean, they were never even close. Like, the whole time you were like, oh, Ole Miss is going to win this game. Ole Miss is going to win this game. Sure, it was on the road at Ole Miss. There was probably like 10,000 people there. there. I don't even – there was 10,000, okay? Let's see. There were 7,000 people watching, all right? It's not a tough environment. They scored 24 in the first half and 32 in the second half, all right? Mark Smith had a pretty good day, and Mark Smith did not want to lose that game. He scored 20 points today. He was a team high scorer, 20 points. They're, they're soft. Their bigs are soft. Casey Eziegu can't move around. Davion can't rebound, can't do any post moves because he's soft. So we have to play a freshman, Carlton Lingard, who's like 100 pounds, all right? He is small, seven foot, and he's skinny, all right? He's probably got the best upside out of all the bigs on the team, but he shouldn't be playing right now. Davion, who's another seven-footer, should be, but he's bad, you know? Nigel Pack, team shining light. Mark Smith played good today. Marquise Noel needs to slow it down, pump the brakes. He's taking threes left and right. It needs something needs to change. All right. And the change comes from the head coaching job. Gene Taylor needs to fire Bruce Weber at the end of the season. It needs to happen. He needs to make a move. He hasn't fired any coach since he's been here. No, he fired the baseball coach. I'm sorry. He fired the baseball coach. He made a pretty good hire. He hasn't fired any other coach since he's been here. He needs to go. It's time. He's done. That That's my two cents. So, that was, that was my okay. okay. So, I, unlike, you know, when I made my rant, you're a KU hater, which is fine. I am now a K-State graduate, and I have never really hated K-State. So I'm going to try to say this from a lens of someone that doesn't hate K-State because I don't. It, I thought that when you guys – or when K-State started out 0-4 in conference play and it was after the TCU loss was when the first rant happened. And that was a bad loss, which maybe now looking back at it, like TCU got a big win today. They're pretty good. They're going to make the tournament. But – then it was like, okay, you know, fire Bruce, all this stuff, which I agree with. And then you win two games, and then you have the first half of your life against KU, and it's kind of like, okay, are you going to finish this one or are you going to come back down to earth? And they came back down to earth in that game, and it just hasn't been good since. And I don't know – like, I know Mark Smith had said after the game, like, oh, we're going to keep fighting for Bruce, because of course you are. Like, if you're a good – you know, if you're a good team player, which I think most of the people on this team are, like, you're going to play for your coach, and I think that's the right thing to do. But I – I just don't see it getting any better. And I don't know if – I don't know if how you're Gene Taylor if you look at this and think that Bruce Weber is the guy. If And maybe he's going to retire. I don't know if that's the rumor or what, but he – it needs to happen after this year. I don't know how K-State fans can go through – like, if you have to do this again next year, like, what's going to be different? Like, the same teams are going to be good. And the same teams are probably going to get better. Maybe KU will get a step back when Ochai leaves. But, like, it's not going to get better for you in the conference. Like, you got to make a change. I don't know who the guy is you get. I don't know if it's Sean Miller who apparently was spotted. You know, I don't know. And then I want to add a note on this game. Mark Smith had 20 points, 16 rebounds also. Great game by him. Nigel Pack had 18 points on – he made six threes. Uh, Pretty good game for him. He didn't make any other field goals that weren't threes. But, I mean, six for 13 from threes, pretty good. I mean, that's almost 50%. But that's 38 of your 56 between two guys. And that mm-hmm. you can't win ga- – like, I know Ole Miss isn't very good, but you can't win games doing that. Like, unless they're both scoring, like, 30, you can't – like, no one else scored. And Mike McGurl, like, you know, I'm sure he's a great guy. He's been around for a while, but he's not very good. And he was one for nine 
Two points. When yeah, when do we give him a red light? Like he when does when does his time come that he gets the red light? Don't shoot. Like, you know? Noel, I think like he's been good enough this year where like I'd actually be okay with him having the green light, but today he was just kinda all over the place. Mm-hmm. He two for eleven, one for six for three. Lingard, I looked at and it says he's a junior. I but he hasn't really played. Like he doesn't have like any experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he was here last year, but he didn't really do much. I mean, Davion Bradford showed so much promise last year as a freshman, and he's just you know with him not being in shape because he was sick to start the year, which that's out of his control. And then mm-hmm. seems like Bruce knows he's the better potential player, and he wants him in and. Casey Eziegu started the year out really well, and he's just been struggling lately. Like, Davion Bradford only played two minutes, and I'm pretty sure it was at the end. Like, No, he, he was in there at the beginning. He was? Okay. Uh-huh. Well, okay. But, like, your, your third – you know who your third leading scorer was tonight? It was Luke Kasuki off the bench. Oh, he had seven. Seven, yeah. He, had, he made two threes, and one of them was the four-point play. That's so, tough. like, it's just – it's – like, you have the pieces. It's just coaching and the bigs. And Bruce Weber has never been able to control a locker room, and he's always needed a leader in the locker room to, to set expectations. And he doesn't have one. He hasn't had one since Barry Brown, and we've seen how the team has gone since Barry Brown. I mean, I'm, I'm loving that this team wants to play for the guy, but at some point it has – I mean, at some point – we're going to have to start over. And that's, that's the drawback to firing Bruce is you've got to start over. And this league is so hard to start over in that. Do you want to try to start over? You know, do you want to do that? And so I mean, you, you have to, I mean, I don't, I know that not all turnarounds are like this, but Iowa state went 0 and 18 in the big 12 and won two mm-hmm. games. And yeah. TJ, TJ Otzelberger came in, got some transfers. You know, he took Caleb girl back with him who was at Iowa state before you know, went to UNLV, came back with yeah. him, and, you know, they got a bunch of other guys. They even got Tristan in Aruna from KU. They, I don't know all their players, but those are just a couple. And they, they're really good. Like, they mm-hmm. are really good. They're, they're a top 25 team. They're going to make the tournament in one year. Now, maybe – I mean, that's a really tough turnaround. I don't know if K-State can have that happen, but, like, maybe in two years you can have K-State back in the tournament again and not – and it not being a fluke – or not a fluke, but, like, you know, you have a buildup of guys that by their senior year, you're really good. But then if yeah. it takes three years to build up again, then that's not good. Like, you can't, you can't do that at a Power 5 program. Especially not in your 10th year of, of coaching. Yeah. You know, you can't get good guys and then say, okay, we're not going to recruit anybody anymore. And if you keep them because they're playing hard for them, like, that's great. But can they play hard for them and win? Like, they're, you're 10 and 11. Or, yeah, 10 and 10. 10 and 10, okay. Yeah, but this, they're 2 and 6 in conference. Right? Yeah, that's right, okay. Yeah, like you're ten and ten. Like, it, and it's like unless you win more games than you lose the rest of the way, which I doubt, mm-hmm. then you're going to be below five hundred. And it's like, great, you have a good, like a solid nucleus here, and they're playing yeah. hard for the guy, and they they're losing more games than they win. Like something's not right. Like, mm-hmm. and if no, you don't if you don't blame Bruce, like who do you blame? I don't think there's anybody else to blame right now. I think the state of the program is entirely his fault. And I see this is what this is a trend that's bothering me. But Gene Taylor is starting to accept mediocrity on all levels. You know, like it's hard to fire Bill Snyder, but he got mediocre. And so 
he pushed – I mean, he forced him out. He said, you can retire or we're going to fire you. But, you know, he, he's, he, he, he made a move. You know, he did hire somebody he knows, but he, he made a move. Now it's up to Gene to make a move. All right, it's time. The time. I mean, we've got to do it. Um. Now let's talk about this real quick. Who could he? I mean, who could he hire? I mean, because Gene's made some pretty good hires. You know, he's he's had to hire two coaches in his tenure here, and then he he hired Pete Hughes to be the head baseball coach, and you know he's got them trending upwards. And then he hired um, Chris Kleiman to be the head football coach, which I think was a great hire, and I think is working out perfectly. I'm gonna go to Andrew real quick and see what he thinks, and see who he thinks. Uh, Gene Taylor possibly could hire here. I think he hires Kirk Ferentz for basketball. Kirk Ferentz, I was gonna... Kirk Ferentz, <laughs> Kirk Ferentz to be the basketball coach. Listen, I just is that, in the, is that in the lifetime deal he just got that he can coach basketball? <laughs> yes, yes. I just see that my name on Zoom was changed to Iowa sucks, and you know what? I think that Kirk Ferentz could even change around this basketball team because. Iowa is just a superior, is just an athletically superior school. Okay, Drew, to KU and K State. What happened in the Big Ten championship game? I forgot. <laughs> now, we don't talk about the Big Ten championship. Didn't game. they only Did score they... like three points in a game? Listen, y'all, the Big Ten y'all championship won, game. Y'all won ten games to lose forty-two to three to Michigan. The and Big Ten championship game is not equal. They lost equal. to Kentucky in it's the Citrus Bowl. Equal. Are you kidding Kentucky's me? Kentucky's a great school. They just beat KU. In, in a basketball game. What's your point? That's just that's equaling the same. Kentucky was literally the SEC version of Iowa. Literally, but they True. were better. True. Yes. <laughs> I listen, listen, listen. Yeah, Iowa's average. Their football <laughs> team is average and always has been. There's they're, one they're not average. Years they are good. slightly, slightly above average. They have more bowl wins in the past ten years than K State. I think I'm not I'm just making that up. Who really. brought K State in the argument about Iowa being average? Iowa's average. K State is the most average school in the world. Until you look north to Iowa City and see the University of Iowa, who averages seven to eight games a year. Congrats. K State's lucky if they get that. They're happy when they get seven wins. Since when? Since this year. We're in the middle of a rebuild. What, are you kidding me? We're in the middle of a rebuild. Yeah, Buddy. we are in the Buddy. middle of a rebuild. Uh-huh. You, so put back- Iowa, you put Iowa, who was the number two team in the country at one point in time this year, on the field with Kansas State, I bet you it's going to be a really good game. All right? It'll because, be a great game, I'm sure. Because Iowa won't be able to score, and Kansas State should be able to score. But when was Kansas State the number two team in the country? Just saying. When have you last gotten there? Okay. Drew, how quickly did they drop out of the rankings after they were the number two team in the country? They lost to Purdue by double digits that weekend. Yeah. It took about two weeks. Not even. Okay. Not even. But when was the last time Kansas State was anywhere close to that? 2014. When was the last time Kansas State has stayed longer than a week in the top 25? 20. So. 26. So being being number two. in first year. So being exactly. number two, like midseason, and then not being that good the rest of the year is like an accomplishment. Like Texas could be ranked number two preseason and then go five and seven. 
Like that and happens every other year. And I'd be happy. I'd be happy as a Texas fan. <laughs> I'm but, glad we're. I'm glad okay. the public will be able to listen to this. By the way, I'm glad too because I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just here to make it. I'm just here to make you angry. So Nolan. back to Nolan's rant here. At least, like when Gene settled for mediocrity at the end of the Bill Snyder era. At least Bill Snyder, like he's got his freaking name on the stadium. You know, mm-hmm. like there's at least a reason not to fire him. Be like, well, it's Bill Snyder. Like he'll. Or we'll get him to walk away when it's time, which luckily they did, and they didn't yeah. hire his son. Where's Where's his son at now? Utah, USC, USC. Okay, I knew it was something over there. They have pretty good special teams out there hey, too. You, anyway, where he's at? Where's an Iowa fan? Actually, no. As you can see from my Zoom name, it says Iowa sucks. <laughs> well, yeah, I am a K State student, so therefore I'm a K State fan. Until they lose a the game, then you're back. Until on. they lose a the game, then we're an Iowa fan. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, with Bruce Weber, like, what do you owe the guy? Like, I don't think you owe him anything. Well, no other coach has won a Big Twelve title, and he's got two. Frank Martin never won one. Nope. He would have won. I thought KU. I thought KU and K State shared one year under Frank. Oh, no, wait, never Bruce mind. Weber's first year. I remember. Really? There was a year where KU was going to lose their streak. It was like in the late 2000s. KU was going to lose their streak unless you guys beat Texas in a game. And then that's what happened. And then we share with Texas. That's what it was. Where's Daddy Frank at now? South Carolina. What a guy. Still. He's not doing so hot. I think he's going to get fired. Reunion? Kidding. Yeah, we're getting him. What are you kidding me? When you think about it, we really just traded Will Burnham, the GOAT, in football. For Frank Martin. Some insider information right here. First of all, Will Burnham came from Virginia Tech. Who? <laughs> and Who? Frank oh, Martin I was thinking, came I was thinking from of, South Carolina. I was thinking of Stanton Weber. My bad. <laughs> Who is that guy? Will Burnham? He came from Virginia Tech? You oh, yes. He came from Virginia Tech? I got Stanton Weber and Will Burnham mixed up. Don't ever make that mistake. Two completely different they're guys. The, they're, sorry, I forgot. Will Burnham is better. <laughs> sure he is. So, is best case scenario? <laughs> Brett Underwood. Okay. Yeah, gotta be. I'm telling you, I, I like Chris Mack, but I also know that the reason why he left Xavier, a place that he was winning at a lot for Louisville, after the whole – well, I think there was someone after Rick Pitino before he got there. Yeah. Do you know when Rick Pitino got fired? I feel like it was a while ago. It was probably 2014-ish, I feel. Yeah, because Chris Mack was only there for like three years. Yeah. And so he's – for those who don't know, Chris Mack is Louisville's coach – or former coach. He got fired. Um, they paid a hefty buyout to – because I know like if they would have waited till after the year or maybe like middle of next year, it could have been a lot less. But they wanted to get him out of there. Um, but – he won a lot at Xavier, but he left Louis. He left for Louisville because I think he – shoot, I'm trying to remember. He is like an Xavier alum, but he left mm-hmm. his alum to get more money at Louisville. So I don't know – like I'm just assuming that K-State would pay less than what Louisville was paying him. Yeah, they probably would. Just I, like I don't know how much K-State could pay him. So I don't know if he would – even though it's still a Power 5 job, I don't know if he would do that to get money. Like I don't know. It's – strange. But I do think he's a good coach. I think, I don't know. 
I think Louisville still might have some sanctions within like scholarships and stuff. I'm not sure. I've heard that be talked been talked about before, but I don't know. I I think if you brought him in, it would be an upgrade over Bruce Weber. I don't know how much. But yeah, if you could get Brad Underwood to leave Illinois and come here, I think that would be ideal. Yeah. I think I think so here here's my wish list. Here's my coaching wish list. All right. Um, it's gonna be outlandish. All right. Number one, Brad Underwood. If you can't get Brad Underwood, number two, Eric Musselman. All right. Yeah, yeah, Eric Musselman. Hey, I like I, I'm in on the must bus. I just don't think he'd leave Arkansas, right? I said it would be outlandish. Yeah. Number three, and this one's going to be a weird one, but Fred Hoiberg, give him a shot back in the Big Twelve. All right. He's not winning at our at Nebraska. Wait, but hold does on. Does anybody win in Nebraska? They might have beat Rutgers today. They were winning at one point. I want to see if they they might have got their first Big Ten win. But we're like in January. Oh, we're they lost in February. They lost by two. Yeah, we're almost in February, and they don't have a Big Ten win. So I don't know. Um, so I would, I would actually be okay with Hoiberg. He might actually a change of scenery might be good for him. I think it's hard to win in Nebraska. Really, get him into a wheat state. Get him out of the corn. Um, They're zero and nine in the Big Ten. Yeah, tough. Um, who else? Who else would I want? Just, just if I want Bill Self, I'd take Bill Self. He'd probably leave Kansas for uh, the less cheaty school in the state. Not um, if you get Sean Miller. If we get Sean Miller. That would kill your moral high ground. Well, NIL did that already. It's all legal anyway. So what he did would be legal right now. So let's just, if we think about I it like I don't that. think what he did would be legal. Yeah, it would. Yeah, it would. It would be legal. <laughs> NIL. If he promises, I don't think DeAndre Ayton got an NIL deal. I don't think that's what happened. If he promises us that he won't do that ever again, and Pinky promises us, then sure, why not? Hey, Sean Miller was always a good coach. He was a good coach. Won a lot. Is Archie Miller still coach? He used to coach Dayton. His brother? Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Greg Marshall. Hey, he'll get his players in line. It might not be ethical. (laughs) That's for darn sure, won't he? I just dropped the mic and walked out of the room. Greg Marshall, here we go. Here we go, Jim. All I wonder right. what he's doing these days. Let's do Probably nothing. Research. Probably living off of the buyout that WSU had to pay him for firing him. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't know. Cats, they're going to hire somebody. I think they're going to hire somebody right. Oh, he was paid $7 million? Wow, for the buyout. Seven million. So yeah, he doesn't have to coach. He doesn't have to do anything. Or hear me out. He wants to coach, but he doesn't need a lot of money because he has seven. I don't know. know. Yeah, I agree. Maybe, maybe he just would coach for free. Maybe he'd do it as a charity gig. Yeah. Get his, (laughs) get his reputation up a little bit. Uh Uh-huh. At Kansas state. Yeah. I don't know. It'd be, I don't know who else would be out there. I mean, Shane Southwell would be intriguing, but he's 30, so I don't know. Like, Yeah, he's a little young. I mean, it could work. Just keep him on the staff for, you know. I don't think an inside hire would do to the fan base what we want it to do, you know. So, we, need to, we need to get the fan base invested in basketball again. I don't think hiring so, somebody from Bruce Weber's staff would do that. Serious question here. Like, do you think that – 
like how picky do you think the fan base is going to – like do you think it's going to be like if it's not Brad, they're just not going to come to games like they – you know, like now? Or do you think like – I think that – oh, that's a tough one. Because for Kansas State fans, when the new head coach, new head football coach, uh, was announced, it was uh, it was Brent Venables or bust, and so they weren't. Not a lot of people were very happy um, that Chris Kleiman was hired, but he won him over. He won the fan base over. So if it's if it's not Brad, he's going to have to get somebody to win the fan base over. So not- I mean, they'll give him a shot, but they're going to want Brad. So not that I'm not pro Venable. I like Brent Venables. Yeah. But why like Chris Kleiman won a lot at North Dakota State. And I know like it's different there than it is here. Like when it really was. though. I mean, I'd say it's more difficult to win here. But well, but what he did there was really impressive. Like I thought as a KU fan who wasn't even at K State yet, when they did a hire, I like thought his name sounded familiar and I looked up who he was and I was like, Oh, this guy's won a lot of games. That's a good hire. Like that was my analysis. But like, well, and here's the thing. He Ray Venables like hasn't coached before. He's a coordinator. Yeah. And like, yeah, I think he'll do good, but we don't know that here. And here's the thing. When Chris Kleiman won in North Dakota, he did it with marginal talent because who's going to go to Fargo. If you have an option, you're going to go to Fargo. Like nobody would do that. Well, didn't they probably have the most talent in FCS though? Like they probably not. Had like I would say NFL that they had though. marginal. I, I'd say that they had marginal talent. I mean, eventually when they started winning national titles, sure. Yeah. But I think for a while, a lot of his success came with marginal talent. I would I would have to say right because if you have the choice to go to James Madison, which is in Virginia, or go to Fargo, North Dakota, when it's where it snows sixteen foot a day, you know, would you do that? Yeah, Probably I not. guess I guess before the success, I could see that being yeah. a factor. Probably a tough thing. Um, and so, now they're like still perfectly fine, you know. Yeah, like they built something up good there, and it's like he handed the keys to the next head coach and said, "Don't scratch the Ferrari we've built." Man, imagine if Trey Lance came to K State for a year. Yeah. You ever think about well, that? He probably wouldn't have started over Skyler. Just gonna say it. Mm-hmm. Well, if Skyler if Skyler wouldn't have been injured, he would have won like three Heisman's. I agree, no one. Sure. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, he would have had to beat out Alex Dalton before he transferred too. So uh. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> so, <sighs> so I think yeah for the. For the men's basketball team, it's going to be Brad Underwood or bust. And then if they don't get Brad, it's going to – the new coach is going to have to win him over somehow. But I don't think they're going to be super happy if they go get a name like, I don't know, TJ Otzelberger to start off. Well, if, if whoever coaches can do what TJ Otzelberger is doing, then that will be very yeah. good. Yeah, sure. I, don't know, I just think I they should show some optimism. Like, I know it's hard, but – I mean, I guess maybe the coach should just come with an attitude where if the fans aren't with him at first, he just needs to get them on his corner. Yeah, which is – I mean, that's what he'll have to do. And if it's not Brad, Gene will probably prep the guy and say, hey, listen, they really want this guy. We're not going to be able to get this guy. So, here you go. Like, it's going to be tough to win him over, but I think you can do it. So, Brad or bust. Brad or bust. Brad or bust. So, yeah, that's what my thought is. So, 
Are there any more rants here in this special edition of the rant, special rant edition of the PowerCat, or not the PowerCat podcast? We listen to the PowerCat podcast right here, of the Hardly Knowledgeable podcast. Um, I just want to take this opportunity to say that the Houston Texans are a poverty organization. Um, you know, all they do is waste talent. Um, yeah, I, if Andrew has anything to say about that, I'd love to hear it. But now uh, I do, in fact, have something to say about that. <laughs> so, as I've learned from this past season or two, is how the Browns feel. It's a very liberating experience having no, like, was it no humility? They lose, I'm happy. They win, I'm happy. Either either way, I'm happy because they're just a laughing stock. You know. As Chiefs fans, you know you have to know what I mean before the Chiefs were good. Really? You brought that up. I don't remember it. I'm a bandwagon. Makes sense. <laughs> Except for that time that I wore Matt Castle jersey to school like every other day. Listen, I have my I have my Alex Smith Chiefs Chief, uh, jersey in my drawer. Alex Smith wasn't a bad Chiefs quarterback, so that makes sense. They were a bad team, maybe. I don't remember. Not very many. I mean, I think they made the playoff a lot under Alex Smith. I don't remember. That's why I said I don't remember. We made the playoffs every year but one. Yeah. Exactly. And that one year is what I'm talking about. And we went 9-7 and seven that year. So, anyway, going back to the Texans, Davis Mills will bring the Texans back single-handedly. Screw yeah, Deshaun Watson. starts going around and getting massages. Dude, okay. Okay. Get fined from the NFL. Okay, we don't want him. He is a predator. He is a sexual predator. Does Deshaun Watson (laughs) listen to this podcast? Because I hope he does. If if you are listening to this, I don't think he does. I'm going to make him because he is a predator, and we don't want you. Allegedly, he's a predator. Let's be for real. He's acquitted. Glove didn't fit. Let's let's be for real. He did that. Hey, we live in America. Innocent until proven guilty. Even mm-hmm. when you have 20-something counts of whatever. Yep. But every, time an NFL gets, every time an NFL player gets accused of something, they did that. Man, they the Texans did. had a 24-0 lead on the Chiefs. Got outscored 51-7 to the rest of that game. Then uh, genius coach GM Bill O'Brien traded DeAndre Hopkins for a second-round pick and David Johnson. Let's be for real. That also was not really Bill O'Brien. That was Jack Easterby. That was Bill. Bill O'Brien was a GM. That was, yeah, but Jack Easterby is the mastermind behind everything. Dude, it was – listen, I actually think Bill O'Brien was, like, a fine coach. Like, I think if he happened to get another head coaching job, he'd be fine. But the dude was an awful GM. Like – Well, do you know everything that's going on with Jack Easterby? Yeah, I know about Jack Easterby. He yeah. was, like, so the Patriots team chaplain. But Bill O'Brien was still the GM. Like, he still had the last say. No, but Bill O'Brien still let it, it happen. It was Cal, it was Cal McNair. And Easterby, controlling the, everything, court, allegedly. So No, it was not. Bill O'Brien was a decent head coach, but should not have been in GM. No. Allegedly. They let him be was, the GM because they fired the GM that they had for some reason. And they let Bill O'Brien be the interim GM, like, during the season. And then I'm they not, were like, okay, we'll just hire him full-time. That'll, that'll work out. I'm disagreeing with you that Bill O'Brien was a terrible GM. But Easterby and Cal McNair was, from what I've hey, read – say Easterby one more time. Just say it one more time. Just say Easterby. Easterby. 
Easter we're gonna have to start paying for that. I t- I'm telling you, we we've said his name so many do. times I'm in the last two minutes. The so hardly knowledgeable podcast sponsored by Jack Easterby. <laughs> He'd pay us. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, as our friend, the ex Blue Comet announcer, said in Shawnee Mission, let's do this on a fateful day. Um, when the Blue Comets beat the Bishop Miege, um Stags. That's going to do it for this episode of the Hardly Knowledgeable Podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. Feel free to DM us on Twitter, um, asking us some questions. We'll do our best to answer them um, in the pod. So thank you for listening.